0: face. there from Thea Riley heart to heart and she joins us in the studio. Hello, beautiful James. I am so thrilled to see you. How are you? I am doing very
1: stable. Yes, I like that word a lot. You're glowing. Yes. Oh, amazing. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new track. I know. Yeah, it's um for today's tracks. I actually chose... Pretty much all of them, yeah, all of them are from like over 10 years ago. So I chose the oldest tracks that I could, but it's new versions of them. So this is like the 10th anniversary uh, remake, but it, you know, it's also new because no one ever heard it. So, so you, just from my vault of songs. You wrote heart to heart 10 years ago. Yes, I did for my ex-husband in California. Yes. Do tell. It was a lovely time. We had a little band together um with a funny name for a, a band with a trans woman in it it was called he and him <laughs> but um yeah we moved on from that and uh obviously it was never released because <laughs> i transitioned and the band name would just not have um worked so yeah i waited like yeah you're supposed to wait like seven years just kind of out of respect and then if it's not used after that, you can take it and you can remake it, do whatever you want with it, like it's new again. So that's what I've done. And there's about four of them today, um, all written kind of ten, eleven years ago, maybe more. One, yeah, I'll just some of them are older, but I'll tell you as they play.
0: Wow. Okay. So how is this version of Heart to Heart different? The voice is different. The voice is very different. Um. And besides that, I
1: um. All of the production this time around was actually acoustic so it was like a little um either like a a mallet synth like a marimba or a xylophone or like a I know I just said synth after I said acoustic but um and then samples of like guitar playing I don't know if you heard that so it's not real guitar but it's all acoustic acoustic in the
0: quotation marks <laughs> Because it all comes from that. What do you think your ex-husband would think of the track? If you Oh, heard he loves it? it. Oh, he does love yes, it. Yes,
1: we talk all the time. Um, no, just a, a beautiful track from a beautiful time in my life
0: with him. Yeah. so yeah. That's great. He's still talking.
1: Yes. No, we've talked to a lot. <laughs> um, I think anyone who's been through divorce and still talks to their ex, I think that's pretty pretty stunning that they could get get to that point. So, yeah, I'm very and, grateful.
0: And he's still in California?
1: Yes, he is. And what's he doing? Um, He, <laughs> after I came back to Australia, he started doing construction and now he's got his own construction business. Wow. So, yeah, he's been growing uh, his skills as well just kind of diverted from music. He still does music, actually, and we will work together again in the future, actually. There's plans for that already. But, um, yeah, it's all characters you'll get introduced to. And the same if I do trance remakes. There'll be names mentioned and, yeah, 2024. <laughs> could be really quite something, I think.
0: But we'll see. So you've segued from releasing an album late last year of new stuff yeah, to yeah. going back to old stuff and reproducing it. What's that like?
1: Yes. Well, I actually did do that for the album as well. Um And I... um It was, honestly, a lot of them ended up being quite emotional, and I think that's part of the reason, like, subconsciously, that I put off recording them. Um, yeah... But I don't know, there's something refreshing as well about looking back because I can obviously see that I've made progress in the last 10 years. Like, over 10 years, you're definitely going to see changes and progress. So, I don't know, it's kind of like a whole other chance to give these songs what they deserve.
0: So, you're really into your songs as kind of like organic beings almost, you know, kind of (laughs) almost like living things.
1: Yes, they have, like, inherent value, like a human word to me, I think. Um...
0: And I th- uh, They're friends? They're family? They're friends.
1: They're family. Yeah. And it comes from very, <laughs> very, like, places that people usually guard, I think, in their emotions. And uh, so there's you do have the protective instinct, too. Like, it's a person uh, to some extent. Yeah, it's very similar.
0: It must be great to have them as markers in your life. Like, you said, yeah, you can write a song in 10 minutes, 10 years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Rework it
1: Yeah, either or Sometimes it happens in 10 minutes And then you don't <laughs> touch it for 10 years So you just got to see how it goes
0: You're really lucky to have that To have these songs in your life Because most yes. people don't Or they do But they're other people's songs These are yours
1: Yes And I'm glad I didn't actually show them To any um, anyone that I worked with Like some of them A lot of them Like some of them were from, with my ex-husband But a lot of them Just nobody's heard uh, Except me um, so, the, these songs, if they were beings, they're very lucky because they've actually had time to grow and develop without anyone else's pressure.
0: Another thing that I think you're really fortunate to have is this vault. Of yes, music. the vault. You know, Drop so you box, can release an album, and uh, you know, then all the emotion comes up. Then perhaps the post-album blues come up. Oh, it you, did, it did. But <laughs> you can go to the vault, it. work with stuff. Yeah, it's true. And of no, like, revitalize that so don't yes. get stuck.
1: Not as often, but obviously, um, you know, there's still life happening. So it does still happen sometimes. No, no artist is impervious to that.
0: But it helps, yes. So the album came out in October. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about it now? Well,
1: um, called October. Withstand? Yes, Withstand, uh, released in my birth month. Um, so I'm 31, the 10th anniversary will be 10 years from now, I'll be 41. Um, yeah, I don't know, I really needed the album, honestly, to go and like liaise with people and say, hey, this is what I can do. Because when I transitioned, I wiped the internet, basically, of my presence and started again. So when I'd go to people looking for work, I would say, well, I have something coming. And you know, I would say that for a very, very long time. So it was a huge step for me to release something because now I don't look like a nobody anymore. So I have that proof, you know. People always want proof.
0: Uh, Yeah. You really thought of yourself as a nobody when you wiped stuff off the net?
1: Well, it was a big mix of feelings. I think any trans woman... Would know what it feels like. I like having your relationship with your voice and how you're perceived. And there's a lot of shit that you just really have to let go, honestly. Uh, and it's hard. So maybe that's what took me 10 years, really.
0: Just letting go. I mean, you wipe stuff, but other people put stuff back up. So artists, And they did
1: too. Yeah. Which I found
0: amazing. There are all these DJs that are like, no, 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 I we won't put it up. And- how uh, did you feel about that?
1: I felt very conflicted, honestly. There was a lot of conversations where I just wanted to say, like, no, I don't want the song to be released. I don't want it to sound how it sounds now, and I don't want to. It was also just – I had to let go. I mean, I didn't have a choice in the end because it was out of my control. So I did learn that lesson, I think, maybe that I wouldn't have learned. That's good in everything, I think, that I go through.
0: Now that you have transitioned and it's it's years later and you've put the album out post-transition mm. When you when you listen back To your old stuff Do you feel less of a need To kind of want it erased Or yeah, what comes up now?
1: Uh, really I Some of it I think Is a little childish um, And I can say that now I had a lot more grind to do But for where I was in life It was really the best I could have done Um, So I don't look at it like, you're lesser than my new songs. But, you know, they sit there and they'll be released on a compilation sometime this year, actually, called The Last Regards of Tim Hilbert's, Um, which is actually over an hour long. It's all The Vault. I am
0: releasing The Vault.
1: (laughs) So get ready for that, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: That must feel great.
1: It does, yeah, because I think for people to really see the full trajectory. Um, And everyone says to me, you need to do like a a commentary video or something of videos throughout the last 10 years showing your like singing progress. And whilst I do need to do that, I think I would rather just like release the vault and they can track it from, you know, 2013 to now. Uh, They just have it all.
0: And I think, too, that's really good for giving you more recognition of your achievements yeah. because I think some people in this country in particular aren't giving you enough credit. Uh, well,
1: that is a thing a lot of people say to me. And honestly, I'm not sure what to do about it or if I should do anything at all besides just keep on going. Release the vault. Release the vault, yeah. Release the vault. Release the next album. I'm very excited about the next album. We should play the next uh, – play A Safer Place, if you please, James.
2: Required. Misplaced in all these doubts. secured my past. We switch lines to take mine. I know.
1: Riley, you're listening to 3CR, In Your Face. That's my song called A Safer Place. Um, Picking all the old songs today does come with a little baggage, but I would love to talk about it. (laughs) So let's do it. Tell us about the baggage about A Safer Place. uh, I remember a time, I think I was 18 and... um, Or 20, I was 20 and I had like my first boyfriend just growing up in the world <laughs> at a church and um there was some very not nice preaching at um the church we both would go to um so yes we were not very happy about that and Uh, We talked to our friend group about it. Like, what do we do about it? It was just like this thing of felt like we'd been really targeted. And, like, obviously life for a queer person is not easy. So um, if you're an artist, you probably end up writing about it like I did. Um, And I spent hours and hours on the lyrics. Just, like, what does this feel like? How can I convey this? Uh, it's It's a sad feeling, but it's very, like, determined as well. I could see... You know, I could see that, like, little halo of, like, positivity that I still had, you know, to, like, push her and, like, I don't know. You really got to be independent and self-sufficient as a queer person, I feel like, sometimes. And this was, like, one of those times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, you had a boyfriend at your (laughs) church and were you out as a couple?
1: No, it was... uh, very much a secret (laughs) very much living a double life very much uh yeah and then it was very uh yeah just commenting on on like my life at that time too it was very strange because like then i would have like some people that i would tell about like my femininity as well but those were not usually my like gay friends it was very uh, my life was very split i much prefer it now yeah and compartmentalised. Yes, very split and compartmentalised. And this was the song that was just like, I need this just space to develop and, like, figure out <laughs> what slash who I am. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. these
0: mean preachers and you felt like you oh, were being Lord. targeted. Have they picked up on the relationship?
1: Um, yes, it was very much a, 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 a feeling of gossip and betrayal, much like uh, when I was 16 and I ran away one time. But... If you're <laughs> if you're in a church or a place of religion, usually Christian, uh very much Christian actually, yeah, though there's there's a gossip thing and I feel like any ex Christian will tell you this. But um yeah, so that's where this song came from.
0: So you weren't out as a couple, but people were gossiping about you. People will talk, yeah. They were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and then and then uh another song that already got released was on the album called i won't do it and that was kind of my eventual like response to it It is like well you know f you uh, respectfully (laughs) so it took me a while but that's what i mean all my music there is a journey you do have to listen and actually think about it so i'm sorry for that if that's not your thing but uh it's very much my thing
0: yeah so I Won't Do It with your track about taking your power back after being gossiped about when you were a teenager and in a gay <sighs> relationship in yes. the church.
1: In the church, yes. You just said it spot on. Let's hear that track. Let's hear it. I love that.
0: Riley, I won't do it. It is a thrill <laughs> to have you in the studio hearing you singing along to that track. You played guitar on it. I
1: did. I was trying to live my best uh, riot girl life for just a second.
0: It's got a soul influence. Tell us about that. Oh, it does too.
1: Um, yeah, I just I just love Motown. Uh Specifically, the Jackson Five, <laughs> and and that Michael always kept those uh complex, like thick harmony kind of vocals, like through through the end of his life. Um, so that's a very big influence for me, and uh, I really got to showcase it here actually. Me and my ex husband did do um pretty much all the same vocals in 2015, but um. I don't know, my voice was higher and I really like pushed it extra hard, you know. We were like clapping in the in the booth and doing our
0: it, it was so fun, honestly. Just the, the joy in this song. And you're really singing to yourself and with yourself in it and you just you know, yes. it's it's really it's really multi-tracked, you know?
1: Very, very much, yeah. I will spend hours and hours with my computer in um looping mode which some performers listening I'm sure will be uh, familiar with. It just kind of goes round and round each section of the song and you sing harmonies above and below and like background vocals or like fills, ad There's so many parts to every, every element of the song. Should have those, you know, so.
0: How hard was it to produce I Won't Do It?
1: It was very hard <clears throat> because it consistently, the song pushes me to like step out of my box, right? I was a, child who studied piano for 15 years and then i went off and did pop music and picked up a guitar and did what every you know kid does when they pick up a guitar and like wrote some band songs so i don't know that that was another like breakout that i've kind of carried with me over the years picking up a guitar for the first time and every time i do it i did it for the re-recording of this song last year it was the last One of the last songs to really be tracked and recorded um, under the stairs where I was. So I had all the experience of the album already, this album underneath my belt. And this song kind of as the last thing to be recorded got the best treatment because I had all that um, experience. I just kind of finished.
0: (laughs) So you recorded it. Under the stairs in a big, grand building that you were staying in. In in a Melbourne, a beautiful hostel, but under the stairs. (sighs) But the atmosphere must have been incredible in that old building because it's grand. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was a very, like. unpredictable but not in a bad way atmosphere i mean sometimes in a bad way when you're all (laughs) having a good time sometimes partying uh you know on the weekend there was there was some there was some house parties occasionally um so yeah i don't know it really followed the ebb and flow of the house making finishing off this album in that in that situation so yeah um and this was a song I showed a few people in the house. This was a song I actually was able to get feedback on um, while it's being made too. So it's kind of got that like, I know that this song factually will make the listener feel good.
0: It really does, <laughs> and it's 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 towards the end of the album. It's the final track that yes, you did and yes. you can really feel that build up. It's like yeah. it's like a concert, and that's the that's the encore.
1: Yes, the album will hopefully. If my science is correct, it will there's no way it can't make you feel better because every song after after the last one speeds up about a few BPM, right? So you're getting slightly faster, slightly faster, slightly faster every every song that plays next. So just you might not have noticed that about it, but I've tried to be scientific about it.
0: <laughs> Do you think the album would have sounded really different if you hadn't have made it under the stairs in that grand building?
1: Absolutely. I mean, my Sleepy Wolf album, I pretty much made in bed on my iPad. (laughs) So depending on where you put yourself, I mean, you can really get different things that you didn't expect. Um, And obviously living in the hostel for me, I'm a very quiet um, artist. (laughs) I'm a quiet person. So living in a hostel for me was kind of what pushed me to finish that album as well. Because I can't, you know... I don't know I know a lot of other trans girls too they're just very quiet they kind of keep themselves safe mostly especially if they're not very social they don't have too many people around yeah but that was so different for me and I knew that and I pushed myself to move there even because because I had not really had that experience in my life that like social butterfly
0: blooming (laughs) so yeah I take that from that experience so you're really sensitive to your environment by the sounds of it. You yes, know, you're, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're an introvert. So you must get a lot of stimulation. You don't need to be kind of gregarious because you get mm. so much stimulation from within. What is gregarious? Within. What is gregarious? You know, like big and extrovert and waving your hands around. and <laughs> yeah. You've got all that happening inside. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's overwhelming sometimes when I don't have my, like, music or, like, my few good friends, you know, going along with me on the journey, Um, you know, and your guys' support has been very influential to me producing new work and feeling like it has purpose, so yeah, I don't know, I take care of myself, but that was definitely a period of time where I don't know, I almost didn't need music, but... Um, obviously, I cannot just abandon music, but I was always had something to do, always had someone to talk to. <laughs> um, so then, like when I would write a song, I'd be like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Um, so yeah, you won't hear that material quite yet, but I did write a lot of songs there. Actually, it really lended well to writing the material, not necessarily so much producing the material. When I was producing the material, I was hiding away, and that was kind of the, the, my last three months in the hostel. So I didn't really see anyone then. I just kind of had to do what I had to
0: do. It uh, sounds like you're always working musically. Even in your downtime, there's kind of something <laughs> happening.
1: You know what? I will not
0: lie. There's always
1: some some idea being born. I mean, there's always a child being born, literally. Uh, always someone dying. It's very like... And I just can't stop it, I don't think. So, um, and my next... After the next album, I'm actually going to do an album with AI. Um, I know I have enough songs left for the next album, but um, I'm going to tr- try this thing out. Um, it's going to
0: be very interesting. So, what are you going to do with AI?
1: I don't know. Um, besides, I'll put my song lyrics into it sometimes, like, and just kind of see, uh, ask it to, like, say it in its own way. I know, like, I know it's not a person, but I am asking for an assistant. <laughs> so I'll do that, or I'll try and put a really good... Dial, like, dilute one of my songs and put it into chat DP, GPT. Wow, chat GPT. Um, and, like, try and really dilute what the song's about into the blurb, the prompt that it requires, and see what it can engineer from what I reverse-engineered from my own, like, ly- lyrics and seeing how I work. I don't know. It's very... New to me, but from what I've experimented so far, um, it looks very promising and something that could lighten the just the sheer amount of work that you know. I have like a hundred songs left to record, I need, uh, <laughs> I need help. Yes, you have a hundred songs written. Uh, I have very, very many. Yeah, I have a pop punk album written, I have like. Songs that didn't make it from the Sleepy Wolf album. I mean, every album I've made, there's, like, backup tracks from that never got released. And then I pulled all my uh, albums that I released as a boy, so I, then I have those songs, too, in my vault. Like, you don't understand
0: how, like, <laughs> endless it is. It's funny, because I was going to say, oh, look, you know, you've got this vault of stuff that didn't make the cut from the album with yes. You could release that tomorrow if you wanted. And then you've got this AI yes. album that you're thinking of, but it actually well, sounds like... The AI and the vault go together.
1: More. Yes, the AI and the vault go together because there's some of those songs that I'm not really happy with. So I can dilute it back down to just the idea, put it through GPT and ask it to like, you know, I couldn't always get the lyrics right for every song, but a lot of them were really still good and had merit and I wanted to develop them. And this
0: AI will actually allow me, without the extra stress, to develop and progress. When you say there's songs you're not happy with, are you talking about songs on the album that just came out with Stan? Uh,
1: no. Nah, I, 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 even if I, even if I am, I can't say because I just it's out now and I have to stand behind it. But um, so obviously as an artist,
0: I'm you know a perfectionist. So these these are songs from the Bolt that songs I'm happy with.
1: Yeah, the ones that didn't quite make it that were still pretty good, and a lot of people were like, you should work on this. You know? so,
0: these, so the songs you're not quite happy with are those really great songs, some of them that you yes. released as singles yeah. that your fans loved, I loved them, but you just, mm. because you're always thinking about it, yeah. you can just pick up on little things that you would do differently now. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, um, yeah, having someone else to work with, a.k.a. the AI, I think will speed up the process a
0: lot. A lot of artists must hear this and be really envious. Because you don't oh, get wonder. you don't get music block you don't get writers block.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think the vod helps with that because I always, I think factually I can see um, that whatever happens I'm always going to do this. I've always done this, and I'm always going to do this. So I just don't doubt that. But um, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen for short periods of time. You know, I'm not immune, but I'm pretty good.
0: <laughs> you have. Brought in a few tracks. I have brought in a
1: lot today. What are yeah. we going to hear now? Well, I know from what we have left, we have either withstand um, or complete me. Is that correct, or is there more than that? All right, we've got two left. I'm actually going to talk about complete me because it's a uh, one of the kind of main songs I've written that's on a spiritual uh, of a spiritual inspiration. Um so yeah, let's play that one and I'll I'll give you guys an info about it. Was Complete Me by Thea Riley Which is me, if you didn't know This is in your face Um, I just I said I wanted to talk about this song Because it's the only spiritual kind of inspiration That I had Um, and I know religion can be a sensitive topic With, uh, yes I have known many Many a queer who's come from the Christian church And had quite a bad experience So, um yeah, I think I might have been eighteen when I wrote this one for real, because it's the only one I can remember from my parents' house. Um, yeah.
0: It's interesting because <laughs> until you said that, I didn't realize yeah. just how church choir. It's very it is.
1: calling out to God, yes, to keep going, to find the next, the next, you know, part of your journey in your life, whether or not you. Believe in God or not. I'm sure we've all had these, like, feelings. You're, like, crying out to the void or whatever you, like, believe is there. But, yeah. I actually kind of came back to religion kind of halfway through making this last album. So, it was very, um... Not Christianity. But, um... Yeah. To Islam, actually, surprisingly. I'm very shocked about it. Uh... I've not told many people, actually. I kind of just... But I think it's important, you know... um, It inspired me to actually make the album much more uplifting than it was going to be. I have this new rule now. No sad songs. We don't dwell in the emotion after we've processed it. If it's not helping us, and it's hurting us anymore. So I don't know. I I really have this hard rule now. No sad songs. Uh, Yeah. Did (laughs) Did you find
0: that, you know, kind of going back to religion... When you were kind of putting that song together, that must have really helped you. Oh yes,
1: no, all the vocals were recorded with um, so much prayer and like blessing, like Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, always in between every line. So yeah, it really like fed my soul to. Um, well, first of all, to come back to God, I think um, I know religion has hurt some people, and I don't. I don't want to press those buttons but coming back to to god i think is very i felt i was going through a lot honestly um you know to bring me to that point but then this song just fed my soul like back to a place where i could um i don't know connect with the source of life again connect with the the meaning and the point of the music you know you know because 10 years is a long time to work on an album. You're going to lose faith at some point. But then faith, that word, is what I kept coming back to. And I actually changed my, like... uh, I changed the name I've been using in my, like, everyday life. Um, But still Thea for music. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, new meaning that I've found. Um, And even this song brought me back to God. Because I did write it when I was 18. And I was this... uh, I would say... I had faith, but I was very uneducated about the world. And to then go and be educated about the world and still somehow come back to, like, the idea of God and religion for me is, like, you have so much, like, your own history and journey to process <laughs> um, with, like, this new lens, a more hopeful lens I have found.
0: You must feel like Complete is a very authentic song.
1: I do feel it, yeah. Um, And actually, it's had three points in my life when I was 18, and I think I recorded a voice memo with the piano and vocals, and it was really simple. (coughs) Because it's actually about three chords, uh, three or four chords. It's a really simple song. Then I lived in an ex-nunnery building uh, in 2017, and the majority of the music was recorded there. Um, so it was all, all programmed, actually, um, because I didn't have a keyboard. I didn't have means to record real instruments. So, and and then I basically, in, in the Hostel 2022-3, slash um, I kind of just pitched the music up and sang over it. So all of the stuff that you're hearing in that track, complete me. Um, just programmed. And then I recorded some vocals in the church. I pitched those up too in the Eventual version that we just heard um, and sang along with those. So there's a lot of a lot of life, a lot of love in this song, for sure.
0: Tell us about The Nunnery. <laughs>
1: the Nunnery. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a lot of songs had their first demo versions at The Nunnery. We have 2AM Tired Eyes. That was... So much fun, uh, just gen- in general working in these kooky places, <laughs> um, and obviously that was inspired by my like uh, terrible sleep schedule, which I still have not conquered. But um, yeah, I think that might be the other main one that came from from the nunnery, and I was going to church then too. I was like twenty five or six, so that that's a, the, the same year two thousand seventeen, in the nunnery. How did you end up in the nunnery? Oh, Lord James I was having difficulty finding a place to move um, And it was actually I guess like a a charity Kind of option So But it was so good Oh my gosh I was so blessed to have that It's this place called The Junction (laughs) And where is it? Newcastle, New South Wales Yes, good old Newcastle I miss it just just a tad. Um, yeah, no, some very nice people there. Very kind to me. So, yeah, um, I was able to get music done and, you know, not do the whole panic and, <laughs> panic and stress because life is hard because people had helped me out. So, I don't know. I really want to acknowledge that in my music. Like, it actually, do- it's not just me. You know, I say I do everything and I talk about all the, like, instruments I've learned in my life or how much time I've spent learning to sing. But uh, it all is, like, perpetuated by the kind people in my life and, like, even the struggles in my life because that pushes you to sing, it pushes you to write songs and process your emotion. Uh, Everything is a blessing.
2: (laughs) When you describe
0: the nunnery and you describe the hostel, I kind of get visions of lots of people, even though you're very introverted and withdrew within yourself there yes, were lots of people around how are they reacting to your music now when they hear uh, hear these songs so on the album just and kind of encouraging are they i mean they must be pretty emotional uh, when they hear your songs i think
1: a, a lot of them will uh, uh i think just the church people I knew at the time were a little bit uh, reserved in their reactions so they they liked it yes but um uh There's this guy, oh, should I change his name? It's not, no, Baden. Baden was nice, but um, (laughs) he he knew a little bit about the audio engineering, and so he kind of said to me it was really good and I should keep working on it, and I did, yeah. And that was at the number. Yeah, yeah. There's always, like, just this one person around who's always like, yeah, keep going. I don't know, I swear. It's, like, always meant to be or something. Yeah. Has he reacted to the album now that it's out? (laughs) I haven't actually sent it to him, but I should do that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah.
0: The album is called Withstand, and uh, we're going to hear
1: the title track. We are. that was Withstand uh, the very first song the opening track from my album also called Withstand yes it's the title track Um, Lord so this song uh, for the lyrics I remember this night drive um, I think I went away with my father to work because he was a building inspector and sometimes he would do bricklaying jobs So he's driving somewhere, I don't really remember where, but I was with him and it was like miles between every service station, just the perfect environment really for writing a song. So yeah, I kind of just wrote the chorus, we will learn from our scars, Um, yeah, Uh, sorry, just trying to make sure I don't say anything like, there's like something i had dealt with at that time like some 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 scars just some scars um so it was very like uh literal to me like i need uh to stay positive and like look towards recovery yeah so um it really like and um i you'll notice i don't say withstand in the actual song i just really held on to it as like a I'm this sustaining, like being, and I'm gonna keep going, even if, even if it's hard. So, yeah, it came from that really emotional place, and I wasn't like talking to my dad on this drive. I was just kind of keeping it to myself, and I mean, I think we talked about it some years later, but um, yeah, because I I showed him this song actually maybe a year later after I finished it the first time when I was like really really young like 18 19 so my first years of writing as a as an artist so yeah just lovely night drive and and
0: it's comforting because I needed to be comforted Theo Riley, it is always wonderful to see you. It's been a real treat being in the studio with you and uh, hearing your tracks and seeing your reactions to them yeah, as we play them on the radio. The sentimentality. It's beautiful. Thank you for coming in. Oh,
1: Thank you, James, as always.
0: In Your Face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a healthy future for our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities, a future without HIV, and a future where all people live with dignity and respect. To find out more, search Thorn Harbour Health on your search engine or Facebook.